Hello, this is Dan Hausman. Uh, I'm the Chief Technology Officer for um, Graticule, and I am the lead for the N3C's Pharma Commercial Collaboration Team. And our goal is to help commercial organizations engage with the NIH National Cohort Collaborative with the hope to drive more use of this very valuable resource. I'm here today with Joy Alamgir from ARI Science, and his group is one of the early adopters using the platform. And we're gonna talk about um, how they're working with the N3C data and how they got involved with it. So, so Joy, um, I know your, your company's doing drug repositioning work. Maybe you can explain what drug repositioning is. Sure, uh, thanks, Dan. Uh, so drug repositioning is where you take an existing drug that's on the market that's used for some other disease and try to use it to prevent another disease. So in this case, coronavirus is the disease that we're trying to interrupt. We're trying to see, you know, in our, in our research, 1,513 FDA-approved drugs, which of those drugs has the potential to interrupt specific proteins of the coronavirus? And, and what's ARI science doing differently from other groups trying to do drug repositioning? Sure. So we actually first do supercomputing-based uh, quasi-quantum simulations to come up with candidate drugs, which the simulations say that, hey, these have a high potential of interrupting specific proteins and their substructures. And, and that's what makes us different, is uh, we, we try to do the, the mathematical part beforehand. And then, you know, how does this relate to the N3C data, which is all clinical, it's all patient data, and how did you find the N3C? Oh, oh it's, it's, it's very important because once you have these simulation candidates that come from our simulations, you have to test whether they, 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 they are actually valid because they're just simulation results. And the tests can be done either through in vitro or in vivo tests, which are expensive, or through statistical power that the N3C system brings in so that you can see through a retrospective case cohort. So you take a bunch of patients that have been exposed to the drug and a bunch of patients that have not been exposed to the candidate drug, and you compare you know, what their experiences has been uh, in, their, in, in coronavirus. And that is real power, especially when the N3C data has about a million records with 10% COVID positivity, that gives a tremendous amount of statistical power to that analysis. And, and how did you find N3C? What was your process? So we were lucky. Uh, we were actually about three months ago when we, when we got into uh, drug repositioning for coronavirus, we were looking for patient data sets. Um, and we looked at commercial, uh, commercial vendors to, for that data. We looked at non-commercial vendors and, and we stumbled upon through Google searching on N3C and, uh, and then communicated with N3C and, uh, and got on board. And, and did you find N3C was better or worse than the commercial options and, or any of the options that you looked at? Well, now that we have access to data, it's a very rich set of data. And, and compared to some of the other options we looked at, the number of records in M patients in N3C and also the breadth of the records of the, of the data in the N3C is quite rich. Um, and um, also, you know, going, trying to get data from a commercial vendor costs money. Um, and, you know, for N3C, and we, try, we avoid those costs and can you and repurpose those costs for our important, you know, coronavirus research. And, you know, you've been able to move faster maybe than some of the large pharma groups that are interested in participating as well. Um, can you tell me a bit about the process to, to get involved? Sure. Well, there are benefits of being a small biotech company as you can be very nimble. Uh, but the N3C uh, folks, they, uh, they made the process you know, quite straightforward. It's a two-step process. 
the first step starts with a data use agreement so that you know the uh, N3C and NIH knows what you're going to use the data for. And then once the, you cross that hurdle, you have to put in data utilization requests, which is a way for you to specifically say that this is what you're going to use the data for. Uh, you know, if for lack of a better word, this is what your hypothesis is. And, um, and, and then they approve the data utilization request, provided that you're going to use the data for coronavirus research. And once that, after a little bit of training and tutorials, you know, you're, you're in the midst of the data. And, and how long did that take for, for your team? So for our team, from the time we uh, uh, executed the DUA or started reviewing the DUA to the time we actually got approved for our data utilization request, it was about a month and a half. And you think it's still gonna take the same amount of time or is that because they were still in development? So I think it's gonna be faster uh, because we were one of the first ones to get on board. So we had to you know, work to the, to, the, uh, to, the, uh, to the efficiencies of the system at that time. I think over time they have made this, uh, the process more efficient. And, uh, 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 but overall, I, mean, I think the N3C, uh, the N3C folks have been very responsive. They've been responsive to our questions and our concerns. And, and so now that you're all the way on the other side and doing your research, um, you know, what's been your experience with the data, with the community, um, just in general, being on the other side now trying to do your project? Oh, it's a very collaborative community. They have a very active Slack channel with a varied number of experts and are providing insight into the data. As, as with any system that has a million patient records, you know, there are some data issues, but that's nothing tremendous. We were pretty... Uh, we were we were lucky enough that uh, we understood, you know, our our epidemiologists and statisticians uh, got their hands dirty in the data, understood how it's structured, and translated it in a way that we could actually run our statistical tests. Uh, I think that was very useful. So so great. So you know, what do you think um, other groups should take away that the groups that haven't jumped on board yet? Well, uh, especially you know, for you know, small biotech firms like us, and, and perhaps also for larger pharmaceuticals, if, if you're looking for a patient data set, data set on coronavirus patients for whatever statistical analysis that you want to do, this is a rich data set, right? It's a million records strong with a 10% coronavirus positivity rate. You know, that's, uh, you know, in my 15 plus years of experience of dealing with health, you know, health data, I mean, that's one of the largest data sets out there um, uh, that's structured in, in a nice way. Great. Well, you know, I think we're looking forward to having more people join, but even if it's just your team and some of the early teams, we're already seeing some, some great work being done on the platform uh, from the commercial side. So, you know, maybe just to close out, Joy, can you tell me a bit about how you got involved with this kind of work and, and your, your interest in the space? Sure. Um, so, you know, I've been dealing with health data for over 15 years and, uh, and provide the work with some of the largest uh, uh, health organizations here in the U.S. Um, and uh, in, in parallel, you know, you know, having computation-driven, intelligence-driven drug design is something that I've been thinking about for about 10, 15 years. So about a couple of years ago, I decided, you know, it's time to actually put the, you know, proof to the pudding and got a few people involved that are, have like-minded uh, uh, aims and put a team together to see, is this something that we can do? Um, and now, you know, we're, we're actually simulating 1,513 drugs and using three different supercomputing centers. Uh, and every day we have results trickling in. And these are the results that we want to use uh, the N3C data for uh, to validate it statistically. So, you know, it's a really exciting time for us. And I think the background of myself and the team members that we have you know, are, are really honed towards using N3C to see if we can make a dent into coronavirus. Joe, thanks so much for all the work your, your team is doing. And, and I really hope there's a drug that's just 
hiding somewhere in the background that we can turn around and start using that, that is useful to the patients who are affected by this disease. So well, the proverbial, proverbial silver bullet, right? Exactly. All right. Thanks so much, Joy. Catch you soon. Thank you, Dan.